I don't know if you got a skunk problem or is are you been hitting that hitting that lettuce or what's going on? <laughs> I will never tell you. <laughs> we'll never know, guys. No, my dog got tagged. Ugh, by a skunk. Poor baby. And let me tell you what the screwed up part about it is. The most screwed up part about it, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> this girl, your homie, your friend. You're a ride or die. She can't catch a break because I went to bed the night before last night at 9.30. I was exhausted. I was tired. Um, As you know, we're trying to move. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's work and packing up stuff and cleaning and moving and whatever. And then, you know, having a teenager, that's exhausting in itself. (laughs) Right. And uh, so it was like 9.30 and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to bed. The husband's out of town. I am just going to catch up on my sleep. Yeah. I'm calling it. I was like, okay. I got up. I felt refreshed the morning. I'm going to get my child to school on time. I'm going to get to work on time. Hmm. But I was going to. (laughs) That was the plan. That was in the plan. So my daughter, I got up. She was actually up and dressed and ready to go, which is not usually... A rare occasion. (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't do it often. So I was totally impressed. And I let the dog out to do the morning pee, brought her back in, and oh my God, I got knocked over almost. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Like, seriously. Dude. You know, and then, you know, I'm looking down at the dog and she's just tongue sideways, all (laughs) eyes, like all happy. Like, what? Like, nothing even happened. (laughs) So... My daughter is like, I cannot go to school like that. So she went in her room and closed the door so she didn't get the stink on her. And then I threw Phoebe in the tub. And by throwing a dog in the tub that refuses to take a bath because she doesn't like it. Rough situation. And she's an 80-pound doodle. Yeah, rough, rough. And trying not to touch her because she stinks. Oh, God. It was a struggle. (sighs) So I got her in there and... You're supposed to use Dawn dish soap, peroxide, and baking soda to mm-hmm. get the stink off. At the time, I couldn't think of what all three were. Right. So I got the baking soda, and I just mixed it with the doggy shampoo and scrubbed it real good. It worked. Yeah. You know, um, there's a little bit of smell around her nose and a little bit by, like, her eyes. But it's very faint, and it's only when I put my face on it I can still smell it. But I did go to a client's house yesterday and explain to them why I was... Surprisingly, though, I was only 10 minutes late, so that's pretty good. <laughs> For all that happening, like, that's very good. Yeah. Like, and I feel like if it were me, I'd be, like, an hour late. <laughs> and uh, she said she could smell it faintly on me. You okay. Know? Not like, oh, my God, get out of my house. But, like, right. eh, you know, I was like, so Charlotte's like, you know, someone in school mentioned something about a skunk smell. She's like, and I was just like, you know, cringed a little bit. I was like, yeah, but you're in high school. They might just think you hit some bad weed. Yeah, right. <laughs> you just lay it off. Like. Exactly. <laughs> Probably half the kids smell like that there. <laughs> but uh, thanks, Kay, for uh, outing me to oh my gosh. our followers and listeners. And- Dude, you texted me, and I'm like, what a way to start your freaking morning. Especially after I talked to you, too. Like, that's so sad. Like, you were... I feel like that's how life freaking works, is when you're planning on, like things going smoothly, that's when, like, shit happens. It, like, blows up. Literally, because I came home, and my daughter has to do a fecal segment. Mm. Seg- fecal treatment? Yeah, like a testing of it or whatever. Of her poo? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I had to run it up to the lab yesterday, so when my husband called to 
check in. I had already talked to him in the morning about what happened, and then I told him what I was doing. He's like, that's a shitty day. I'm like, literally. I'm like, literally. No pun intended there. Well, I must say, I'm sitting right next to you, and I do not smell any skunk remnants. So I think you are pretty much in the clear. Thanks. I showered real good yesterday. Everybody told me to do tomato juice. My husband swears up and down that it's just a myth. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I know I've always heard that, but I've obviously, I've never had a skunk spray me or anything, so I'm not sure. I've never tried it, but it might be one of those myths. Like, I, I have no idea. Well, I used um, soap. But I couldn't think of... Of what soap? Oh, it's Kohl's. They have their Bath and Body Works. Oh, their, like, brand of it. Their brand of it. Yeah. Without... It's all, like, vegan. I mean, not that you eat it, but it's all, like, natural. Right. It doesn't have the same alcohol. Additives and all that that stuff. Yeah. Because I can't use Bath and Body Works. I... Yeah. I itch. They do have a lot of uh, extra chemicals in, in their stuff. So it was sweet apple something or other. Well, hey, it worked, so that's all that matters. <laughs> God, freaking skunk. After that day, you should tell us what we're drinking tonight. Yeah, we are drinking um, Oliver Lemon Moscato, and it's really good. I like it. Pl- yeah. Pleasantly surprised. I was intrigued when I was walking down the liquor aisle, and I was looking at all the wines, and I was struggling because there's, like, so many. I wanted, like, one of every kind. Right. <laughs> Always. And then I saw, I'm like, lemon. I was like, is that going to be like lemonade with a twist? Yeah. And it was so nice today. Oh, my God, you guys, it was 64 here in Michigan. Literally and amazing for like the past, what, four months it's been like freezing. So I was like, okay, let's uh, let's get a spring wine. And that's what we did. So per- it was perfect. Honestly. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, last night, low scared the absolute living shit out of me. So, last night was the Bachelor finale. I don't know if any of you watched The Bachelor. I've watched it since I was, like, 14. So, finished up around, like, 11, 10, 45, 11, and then I go and I lay in bed in the dark, and I'm, like, I'm watching, she sent me three videos, so I watched the first two, like, no problem, whatever. Um, we will talk about them later, too, but the next one is, like, a lady talking to um a spirit box so like that's where um you a person asks questions and then spirits answer like all different spirits and they just say like different words that can like lead to like finding out what the answer might be i'm kind of intrigued i'm scared to do it but i'm intrigued yeah i don't know like i'm intrigued but i don't want to We'll do form any right before I don't want yeah yeah true I don't want to form any like connection otherworldly connections like everyone stay away from me um <laughs> but yeah it was scary I made it the video was what like 30 minutes long or something yeah and I made it for like 10 minutes so needless to say I was creeped the f out and um I had to like force my dog to stay in my room <laughs> basically and it kind of goes along with the story that we're about to tell you. So as we go on, you'll hear obviously why I sent her. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, it was connection. It wasn't just a random video. She sent me to torture me. <laughs> it makes sense with the context. 
Okay, well, um, hopefully, you know, Kay's here, I'm here, hopefully Dax is here, what up? He, he's got to be here at this point. I mean, we have, what, 40 episodes out, 41, something like that, I mean, and he's been mentioned in every single episode. I think so. There might have been one or two where we're like, oh, we didn't say hi. Yeah, maybe but, in the beginning, yeah. But we were still trying to find our bearings. Right, <laughs> exactly. Still trying to find our yeah. bearings. <laughs> Improvement. <laughs> Every day we shuffle. <laughs> True. Okay, so today's story is Carly Goose, and we want to give a shout out to Alexis Ellis from Newport, Michigan. This was a suggested by a super fan, so thank you, Alexis. Thank you so much. Carly Goose was born May 13th, 2002. That was making her just 16 years old when she disappeared. She was 5'7", 110 pounds. At the time, um, she did have her left nostril pierced. And she was last seen off of White Mountain Estates Road and Highway 6 in Bishop, California. On the evening of Friday, October 12, 2018, she asked her parents if she could go to a high school football game. They agreed. Despite Carly's episodes of irrational fear, life went on as usual and she continued to go. So I feel like she had a lot of anxiety or a lot of just... Um, just like nervousness and like mental stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah some, some kind of mental health um, that she was working on. Uh, Carly began to have what one friend described as an episode... Uh, she was terrified that someone was tracking her phone. And the creepiest part to this day is, like, nobody knows why Carly thought she was being tracked. Needless to say, they never made it to the game. Teenagers being teenagers. Being sneaky. Um, instead, she ended up going to a house party with her boyfriend, Donald. And that was the last time she would ever see him. Now, this is where things start to take an extreme bizarre turn because something about Carly that night seemed very wrong and um, something at the party horrified Carly, leading her to this disastrous night before her disappearance. Uh, Later that evening, around 8 p.m., Melissa Guse, um, that would be Carly's stepmom, Um, She had called Carly asking if she wanted to ride home from the football game. And at first Carly answered and she's like, no, I'm, you know, I'm fine. I'm going to get a ride home from Donald later. Uh, Melissa told her that, you know, she was coming back from Taco Bell. You know, you sure you don't want, you know, she's like, no, I'm fine. Okay. But a short while later, things took a dramatic turn as everyone else was having fun, um, doing, you know, teenager things. Carly began to panic. Uh, She became frantic and impossible to console. Donald stated that she got scared of the music and she even got scared of him. Um, I believe that there is even a statement saying that she bit him and then took off. Um, Very weird how it kind of just like her mood just shifted so quickly like how she was having a good time at the party and like telling melissa oh no i'm good um you don't need to pick me up to just like like snap quick in a second and not just because oh i lied of where i am it was deeper than yeah like she was truly like fearful of something because i mean you're going to talk about that may get me to confess my sins (laughs) 
bring me a burrito. True. <laughs> Taco Bell will do it. <laughs> so something terrified Carly so much that night. Uh, she no longer cared about pretending where she was. Um, didn't care that she wasn't at the football game. Carly called her stepmom less than an hour later and asked if she would come pick her up from the trailer park, saying, you know, never mind, can you come pick me up? You know, hurry up, please, I changed my mind, can you come get me? Um, I'm booking it down Dixon Lane, you know, hurry, 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 I'm scared. Melissa immediately agreed, and uh, Carly came clean about having gone to the party and instead of the football game. On her way to get Carly, Melissa recalled that her stepdaughter did not want to get off the phone with her. She was extremely adamant about wanting to be picked up immediately. But when Melissa arrived at the trailer park that night, Carly was nowhere to be seen. Now, she continued driving around searching for Carly. That's when she spotted a faint light coming from straight ahead. Um, she was kind of guided by a light of her cell phone. Carly was frantically making a beeline for Melissa's car in the dark. Um, the only thing she could see was the phone, like, moving in her hand like the flashlight of her phone yeah just like from oh from running yeah um so they said that carly was in a complete state of hysteria uh she jumped into the back seat and she was really pale she looked like a ghost her pupils were very dilated oh sorry i was just gonna say how freaky like how freaked out in that moment like i would be if i were melissa like just you know your stepdaughter calls you and is like terrified and like please hurry i'm so scared pick me up and then she's like you just see her running towards your car down a freaking highway like that had to be like so jarring like what's happening is someone chasing her did someone try to you know do god know what to her like oh i can't imagine yeah i would be like what 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 like yeah um according to melissa goose or carly um, she was notably disturbed, and while going home, she admits that, you know, she was panicked and freaked out that a car was going to hit her, and she exchanged seats many times throughout their journey home. Um, she did state on one of the articles that I read and interviews that I listened to that, um, she immediately sat in the back seat behind Melissa when she jumped in. Mm. Like, she did not want to get in the front seat. She wanted to kind of stay hidden. Okay. Um, hmm. Sounds like she was going through some type of mania or something in that moment. At one point, it took Melissa about 15 minutes to calm, calm Carly down. Um, she had to refrain her from taking her to the hospital because she did not feel that Carly was in immediate physical danger. Now, Melissa believed that Carly was having a bad reaction to something. Did she take something at the party? Was it laced? Was it given to her? Did she take it? Thinking something along the line of like an LSD or some Mm -hmm. acid, which is kind of the same thing. Right. You know, just kind of... Making her like trip out like that. Yeah, and especially if it was a first time taking something. Definitely not weed. I don't think... I can't... I don't see weed doing that to... To her. Yeah. Um, but this was just the beginning of Carly's distressing breakdown. Safe back at home, Melissa, Zachary, and Zachary, which is her father, um, they both claim that Carly continued to act very erratically. According to her dad, he had gotten home from work, had a couple of beers. Uh, when Melissa and Carly showed up, he said that his daughter was huddled in the corner 
and was acting almost afraid of her parents one minute to the next. One minute she was saying how much she loved them. The next minute she was saying, like, stay away from me. I believe you're going to kill me. Mm. Um, He also explained that she was particularly afraid of her phone. So her parents, you know, stayed by her as much as they could and tried to talk her through whatever episode she was going on. Um, If you watched a Dr. Phil interview, um, it actually interviews her parents talking about this. Mm -hmm. It's where I got some of my research. Um, Melissa and Zachary kept asking Carly what was wrong, but she just kept saying, I don't know, I don't know. She begged Melissa to spend the night with her, wanting her to paint her toenails um, and read the Bible. And between her out of requests, Carly's mental state was a complete roller coaster. It was up and down every few minutes. She regained her senses. One moment, she'd fall back into a state of complete and utter paranoia. At one point in the night, after dealing with Carly's nonstop erratic behavior, Melissa took out her cell phone to secretly record Carly with the intention of showing her in the morning of how she was. Kind of like saying, like, this is what happens if you take drugs, like, look how it's making you act type of thing. Yeah, there was even um, a point where I guess they tried to get her to eat, like, and she refused to eat the salad, calling it the devil's lettuce. Oh my gosh. Wow, we started off the episode with the devil's lettuce, and here we are. <laughs> I mean... But that's so... Hmm, that's so odd, like... Just, like, how erratic and up and down her behavior was and, like, her thoughts, even towards her parents, like, one minute being, like, protect me, save me, I love you, to the next, like, get away from me, I'm scared of you, like... And it's gotta be heartbreaking as parents to watch this. Oh, yeah, because, like, what do you even do? If it were me, to be honest, I would have taken her to a hospital or something because... Just to get her checked out. Yeah, I'd be like, some obviously something's not right here. Yeah, I... 100% with you. Yeah. Um, so she figured, um, after taping her, that it would be an important lesson, show Carly how she behaved while she was under the influence. Carly had already gotten suspended from school for a month for her use of a particular substance and had to attend counseling on school campus. Although these two secretly recorded videos, um, they have not been released to the public, multiple accounts described the footage as a short clip of Carly repeatedly saying she's scared, but she does not know why. However, once Carly's private investigators got their hands on the footage and showed the biological mother, Lindsay Farley, Fairley, her mother claimed that the footage told a very different, extremely disturbing story. According to Lindsay, Carly was begging Melissa to call 911, but they continued and refusing to do so. So in the videos, Carly was saying she wanted her to call 911? That's what Lindsay Supposedly what, okay. In that case, like, that already begins my side-eye shift towards Melissa. Like, this girl is obviously going through something, and then she's asking you to call 911. Like, take her somewhere. We're going to get into it, but I also feel as... um, my family is a blended family. Mm-hmm. I have a stepson, and my husband has a stepdaughter. Um, both of our exes are in our kids' lives, so they bounce back and forth. 
I, if it was either one of our kids, if, you know, Corbin showed up and he was acting like this, I'm like, you need to call Ange and get her informed because you may want to, right? you know, talk to her. She might want to come here. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she wants to talk to him over the phone. Maybe she can get to him in a way that we can. And same thing, like, if it was Charlotte was at her dad's house, I would expect a freaking phone call or something like that was happening. Right. Because with her living with me primarily... I might be able to calm her down of a way that her dad can't. And being a female or a girl to a dad, you're not, I mean, okay, a lot of them are super close, but usually the mother daughter have more of a easier. Like a more comfortability with each other like that. Yes. Um, And same thing, if Charlotte was going through something and me and my husband could not calm her down, or, you know, first of all, like you said, I would have taken her to the doctor immediately or called somebody. Mm-hmm. But I for sure would have got her dad in the loop, like, Yeah, to keep... ASAP. They should have 100% called her that night just to keep her informed on what's happening because she has every right to know what's going on. Um, yeah, so I, I agree. I feel like they did not handle that well. Yeah, I feel like some steps were missed kind of quickly. Yeah, very much I, that, so. I mean, but that's just me. I... Personally, would think you'd want to get the other parents. Right. You know, if she just came home stoned and she went in her room and passed out and was fine, and I'm like, whatever, I'll tell her dad tomorrow. But yeah, when it's this, that's deep, like, something way more going on there. So on the morning of October 13th, 2018, Melissa, um, she woke up to every parent's nightmare. The door of Hermano County. California home was slightly ajar, and her stepdaughter was nowhere to be found. Carly Elaine Gousse was never seen again. She completely vanished without a trace. As the case began to unfold, the insane events leading to Carly's disappearance were revealed, and for many, the bigger picture they formed was quite disturbing. Carly Gousse lived with her father, Zachary Gousse, Um, stepmother Melissa and two younger brothers in a rural California neighborhood. Carly's parents had gotten divorced when she was just a toddler and later on she decided to move in with her father because her biological mother uh, Lindsay was moving to Nevada. Um, It was a job uh, she had to take. Opportunity. Oh okay. That's the word. (laughs) Good job opportunity and according to friends and family Carly had was relatively happy, you know, she had a good childhood and adjusted well to whatever, you know, can often be thrown at kids, you know, unsettling transitions, divorces, you know. Right. All the fun, hard life stuff. Yeah. Um, She was described by many of her close friends and her, you know, tight circle as being sweet, funny, and popular. Um, I guess it did say that she didn't go to Nevada just because she wanted to finish the school with her friends. And then also she was moving to like, I don't know if it was Vegas, but it was a big city. So instead of... Oh, trying to like, her trying to cope with not even leaving her friends, but then also, yeah, the completely different environment. Yeah, so I think her mom was going to like get settled, get life going, let her finish school here and then... Right. Yeah, because she probably only had what, like a couple more years of high school left. Yeah. So around 5.30 a.m. the next morning, Melissa reportedly woke up when she checked on Carly. 
Um, when she went to sleep, Carly was laying next to her, and then she dozed off for a while, but then she woke up at 7.15, 7.30, and learned that Carly was missing. Melissa claims that she believed Carly went for a walk, so she got Zach, and they drove around to look for her. Carly did not have her cell phone or any personal belongings on her, and she disappeared. Now, I want you to hold the flip phone for just one <laughs> flipping second. <laughs> the because, because, um, on the Dr. Phil interview, she claims that she woke up in a straight panic and yelled for Carly and was very worried when she did not see her next to her and, you know, immediately knew something was wrong. Now, 45 seconds ago, I just said... She woke up and she's like, oh, she must have just went for a walk. Very completely different story. And I don't know how, it's not like a tiny little detail that she like flopped. Like that's, that's two different situations. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I woke up at 7.15 a.m. and my daughter was not in her room, especially being a teenager, I know she ain't going for no walk at 7 o'clock yeah. in the that's, Especially if she was out late the night before, too. Unless your kid is, like, hardcore into sports where they get up and go for a run in the morning as a routine, mm-hmm. chances are your teenager ain't getting up that early just to go for a walk around the neighborhood. My red flags are a raisin. <laughs> they are raised, okay? All right, well, buckle up because we're still going. Sketchy, sketchy. So that was my first, yeah. Like, um, WTF moment. <laughs> yeah, so now by this time it's about 9.30 a.m. Carly's father now calls uh, Lindsay to inform her that her daughter is now missing. Then he calls the police, but no Amber Alert was filed, which I really hate this rule, but because there was no car involved, they won't make a missing report, which... <sighs> I know. Same. I Like, it's the... That's just the dumbest thing in the world. I feel like so many more people could have a heads up on missing kids whether they were in a car walking, running away. Mm-hmm. Like, I really feel like that law needs to be changed. Yeah, but. or they need to make something just like it, like called whatever else, that has the same effect if they don't want to. runaways. Yes, exactly, because it's just ridiculous that it only has to be if a car is involved. But we'll get into that rant another day because that could take a whole bunch. Right, of Yeah. <laughs> So, a major search was set into place. Helicopters sent dogs, land trains, uh, vehicles. Um, They believe that there were footprints of Carly's near Highway 6. Um, By late October, it hits national media, and Lindsay is on Nancy Grace and casts doubt on Melissa and Zach. They seem to have some holes in their stories and uh, quite a few changes of their stories each time it's told. Um, Fox News also published that the teen's stepmother had taped her voice, which sounded disoriented. Melissa um, allegedly needed to prove to her stepdaughter what she sounded like in shock. Um, However, according to a private investigator, Michael Boone, that recording was the last time Goose's voice was listened to and last time she was heard before she disappeared. Um, Both Zach and Melissa allege they do not have any idea where Carly is. Um, Lindsay says that she has her suspicions about the story. During an arrival on the Dr. Phil earlier this year, Lindsay said that the pair remade their timeline and addition of incidents many times. That's when it gets really 
um, messy is like, why are all these stories and times changing? I can understand little things like when you're so freaked out about a situation that happened, you're trying to like rattle your brain for like information like, okay, wait, wait, what time did this happen? What exactly happened? But to have like certain things switch so much in the story where it's too much of a difference is like very um, alarming, I feel like. Yeah. And I'm going to break down a few of some things as we go on. Some just uh, my humble opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so talking about a mom for just a quick minute. Um, Lindsay says that she had a good, friendly relationship with her daughter. Um she said she was residing with her father when she went missing. Lindsay said that she had a physical custody of Lindsay, but she was, you know, again, staying with her mom because of the big city move. Um, but they talked all the time. They were, you know, the best of friends. Um, it was exactly one year ago today that I received your last text, not knowing it would be the last time I heard from you. Lindsay says this directing a letter um, I had, she had written to Carly. Two days after I got the call that made this whole world go dark, the news that my sweet rainbow baby girl gone missing, I have so many questions. Carly, what happened to you, honey? Where are you? Hmm. Sheriff Braun stated that the parents had been supportive during the inquiry, and including the stepmother, Melissa, um, who again was uh, reportedly the last person to see Carly before she disappeared. Uh, Melissa goes on to say, I believe my daughter had a reaction to whatever it was that she ingested the night prior to her disappearance. Lindsay told CrimeLine.com, or, well, that's where I read it, but, you know, <laughs> um, Carly, that she should have been evaluated by a competent medical professional and a law enforcement agency should have been taken a proactive approach. Agree. Fairly said that she has every right to question Zach and Melissa's actions because their behavior surely makes me question what happened that night. She, again, on Dr. Phil, went on to spread the awareness about her daughter's disappearance and indicated that she thought Carly died in bed while still at the home with her stepmother. I believe my daughter had a drug overdose, Lindsay said through the tears to Dr. Phil, and I believe it because she was asking for help. And I believe very early that morning, Melissa saw her with her eyes open, and I think that's when my daughter passed. No one has been charged in connection with Carly's disappearance, and authorities haven't named any suspects yet. I mean, that's not really an outrageous um, guess on what happened. Like, that crossed my mind, definitely. Like, But... Why go through all the trouble to hide the body if it was... Right, true. Like, did something else happen to... Yeah, because if it was just an overdose, yeah, why would they hide the body? They would just be like, we didn't know she was on anything. And they would do an autopsy to say, yes, she had acid or fentanyl or whatever was laced within her system. Right, and she was at a party. It's not like Melissa and Zachary would have been charged with anything because that happened, like... So that is true. Like, what would the motive there, like, be for that? I don't know. But, yeah. So let's talk about her dad. Hmm. The father of the missing girl um, in 2018 um, was arrested for domestic violence. Ooh. 
According to an online record, Zachary Gousse um, was arrested on February 11th, 2021, again, um, by deputies of the Mono County Sheriff's Department, and he's been charged with a felony count of corporal injury to a spouse. Wow. I could not see exactly what he did, but obviously it was domestic. Yeah. Interesting. No other information has been released about the incident. Goose is now out of jail after posting a $50,000 bond. And after posting the arrest, um, the details on February 12th, the arrest record and mugshot were removed from the sheriff's office website. So okay. obviously the time I found it, it was done. Right, right. According to the Mono County District Attorney's Office, Goose is scheduled for a court hearing on May 10, 2021 in Mammoth Lakes. That's very interesting because, I mean, obviously it was against Melissa. Oh, man, I... Or the boys. Oh, well, no, it said domestic. spouse, though. So oh, it yeah. did say spouse, okay. Yeah, so I guess it would be... Man, that just, like, I want to know so bad, like... I turn on each other. Now. I know, like, what is happening? Oh, my God. I have so many they have... theories and questions running through my okay, mind right and now. And we're going to go through... Um, I did type out some inconsistencies of um and some of the research that i read and just some thoughts and some what other people are claiming and stuff yeah so melissa told the police that carly's phone was left on the kitchen counter where she left the, the night she came home and it's been sitting there ever since now donald the boyfriend um came to check on carly and he said he noticed it on her nightstand when he came to check on her. So somehow it moved from the kitchen counter to the nightstand or vice versa. Okay. And Donald came there after she was already missing. It wasn't like he came while she was still sleeping there. It said he came to check on her. So Cause then that's if he like, went in her room, I would assume that he was checking on her. Well, then now there. I'm like, did Donald do something? Uh, yeah. Um, but... Again, he claimed that, you know, she was scared of him. He got bit by her and then ran away. So that was kind of like his last interaction with her. That was, I found that on Reddit. Um, So, okay. So this is my problem with this thing. If my child went missing, I would be hacking her phone. Well, actually, house rule is you can have a password on your phone but mom and dad get to know where it is. Or at least mom oh. gets to know what it is. Yeah, 100%. So she wants to put a passcode to keep brother out or a friend out, whatever. But I, because this whole face recognition, yeah, no, I get to know your mm-hmm. your password. 100%. Um, but I would be calling and mass texting everybody in her phone immediately. Like, what do you know? What happened? I want answers like yeah. now who was at the party what did she take what did you guys take smoke drink whatever i would be reading every text message in her phone from beginning to end so yeah i don't That's... understand how she's like oh we never touched the phone yeah why phone. would they just leave her phone because there could be a literally an answer to lead them to know where she was going or if she texted somebody like she was going to meet up with someone or whatever the fact they didn't even check it, or like that that they didn't even say they checked it. It was just sitting on the kitchen counter. Even if they didn't know her passcode, freaking call your phone service, explain the situation. You're the one 
in charge of the, you know, phone plan, like they can give you all that text messages and stuff like that. Or even go to like, if she had an iPhone, Apple store, they can get it unlocked. Like, and I would keep it on me in case somebody called it, if Donald called mm -hmm. it or her best friend called it, I can answer it. And I believe once you answer the phone, you should be able to get into it. Um, I'm not sure if it's answered from the lock screen, it might just go back to the lock screen after. We're about to test this when this is <laughs> it does. I swear, like if you call me and I answer it. Should we test it right now? Yeah. I'll pause it while we're testing it. I'm to call Kay. I'm gonna find out too. I better have a cool ringtone. Bish. Get ready. You don't need no. Okay, so answer me. Okay. And now hang up on me. Yeah, and it just goes to my um, lock screen. Oh, okay. I swore. It might have, maybe oh, it used to. I did recently just update my phone, so I don't know if that okay. has anything to do with it. Well, there goes that theory. But okay, still, <laughs> but still, they her parents should have been holding her phone the entire time and trying to get into it and answering anything that pops up because. Yeah, for sure. I would have been in case that phone rang, text, in case she called it, you know. Right. Whatever. Yeah. You never know. Um, now, you didn't, I didn't talk about this because there's not a whole lot of information on him. Carly has another brother, Kane, who is 21. Okay. Um, the dad didn't even call him till after he called the mom and the police. Now, if you have a 21-year-old son, wake his ass up and have him go out and yeah. look for her. Did he live with there call with people. Them? You might have a more in with her friends being younger and her brother. I mean... Yeah. The, they. I don't even understand, like... If it was my kid missing like this, I would be calling every freaking person she knows. Yeah. I, every person. I would have called my older son probably as it was happening and be like, drive back to that party, find out what's going on. Yeah. Something. And definitely in the morning, be here at the house. Exactly. Yeah. Her, to even like, like help search like yeah so i found that a little weird that he yeah. was the third person to even be in the loop yeah um and not a third person but how long it waited you know right um so yeah no just no 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 <laughs> so Lindsay asked zach um cyber convo do you think melissa would hurt carly and zach took three deep slow breaths and then he got defensive and was like, no, 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 absolutely not. Now, <laughs> you would think of someone shouldn't have to think about that, in my opinion. Right. Like, you know, hey, do you think Crystal would ever hurt your daughter? No. Right. Do you think Pat would ever do something to your daughter? No. See how quick that bounces off? Like, yeah, yeah, why did he... I didn't he... have to think about it. Like, I know. Right. Yeah. Why did he pause? Unless he was just, like, irritated that she wouldn't even suggest that. But still... But that's not... I mean, I could see, like, you're like, no, Melissa. Right, right. Lindsay. But to do, like, three deep slope, like... Yeah, like, he's really thinking, yeah, like... Yeah, that's... To me, that's a different... Mm. So, now, Lindsay did say, after being asked by Nancy Grace, 
um, if Melissa had a good relationship with Carly. And she stated that Carly would go back and forth with, I hate her, she's a bitch, to she's fine, like, whatever, you know. Which, some of it can be normal teen stuff, but, I mean, maybe there was conflict between, you know. Right. Carly and Melissa could be both wanting attention of the dad, could be just, Melissa could be just a bitch. I don't know. Right, yeah. Oh, and it's so tough to say, too. I'm surprised, um... I mean, I'm sh- maybe they were, but that the information's not like, like her other siblings, like if they had a say on how their relationship was. I mean, would they just back Melissa up and be like, no, it was fine? Like, I don't know. The boys are little at this point, so I don't know. Maybe they don't want to get them involved. Right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, one story has Melissa being called by Carly to come and get her. Then. Later, it was Melissa was calling her saying she was leaving Taco Bell. Do you want me to come get you? So that's two different versions versions right there. Um, no, Donald will bring me home. No, never mind. Come and get me. Um, Carly, you know, the paranoia saying that, you know, being in the car looking at Melissa saying, I know you're going to kill me. I know it. Oh, my gosh. Um, Zach tells Carly that Dr. Phil, one minute she thinks she's going to, we're going to kill her. The next minute, it's like, I love you guys. So there's a lot of... Um, now, this was... Um, Lindsay stated that when Zach called her, he says, Carly's gone. What do you mean she's gone? I don't know. She's gone. She went to a party yesterday, last night, instead of the game. And now she's just... Gone. I don't know. We don't know where she's at. Okay, her dad's a tool bag at best. So like, nonchalant. Are at you best, joking? Like, yeah. Not, hey, have you talked to Carly? We can't find her. We're getting a little worried. Right. Have you heard from like, her? Like, no concern at all. Just like, yeah, I don't know where she's at. And then maybe get into what happened. Like, right. Which, again, should have been told the night of. Oh, my gosh. Um, he then called the county sheriff's department and reported her missing to make matters even more unnerving the couple also noticed that carly's cell phone was still at home which again was very uncharacteristic of the teenager and again that was a big raise for concern Um, carly does have a hashtag bring carly home site Um, it's i believe it's through i know there's one through facebook i don't know if there's just um, anywhere else, but um, if you want Facebook and you know bring Carly home, you can watch um, all these videos that I've watched. The uh, Dr. Phil, the um, I think the Nancy Grace. That one might have been on YouTube that I found. Um, but there is a video, and I'm going to get into it. Of Melissa, she videotaped herself. Um, I don't know what she was trying to do. But it was very poorly done. She takes this dramatic swig of vodka or something or wine or whatever. Very dramatic. And then she starts, you know, okay, it's been 10 hours now, so I've got to do something. And just starts with this crying. When I say crying, it's crying without tears. Um, At one point, her phone rings. She doesn't even answer it. She's just like, are you watching? Are you even watching this video? Like, and she goes from talking to, like, distraught, but it's, like, an acted distraught to, it was very, very, 
Um, Rotten Tomatoes, not even good enough to be on SNL-type recording. Yeah, it was very, very odd. Like, I, I was like, is she erratic now? Like, what's going on? Because... Like, yeah, like you said, one minute she was, like, kind of light about the situation and, like, talking about it in, like, not, like, a devastating way. And then the next she's, like, got these, you know, crocodile tears, no tears, and, like, acting like she's so distraught. But then, yeah, like, two minutes later she's, like, talking like it normal again. And it's, like, very, it was a very weird, odd video. I don't know why. The emotion was purely fake. Yeah. Like, um, which brings me again, like, why is Melissa the forefront of this? Why isn't her dad? Right. Yeah. I don't... I mean, I get she was with her the night before, but her dad is her biological father, her blood. Right. Like, Does he should Melissa... be standing with Lindsay trying to figure this yeah, out. Yeah. Not, like, against each other, like... It just gave off really weird and bad vibes to me. Like, it made my red flag go even higher because <laughs> it was just too weird. Uh, so, um, yeah, that caught the attention of many internet sleuths. Um, they found it rather suspicious. Um, and another suspicious was that um, around 1.27 a.m., Melissa sent Donald a text asking him to pray. Carly's behavior only continued to escalate as the night went on. According to one video from the collection of Facebook live streams, Melissa made Carly so paranoid that she would not let her stepmother out of her sight and was determined to stay by her the entire night. Melissa stated in the Facebook video also that it was then like, can we go to bed? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah. And well, will you come sleep with me? She even asked Melissa if she would sleep with her for security purposes. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Whatever, I'll lay with you and watch a movie. So, I mean, I don't know the context of it, but it sounds like she was annoyed. Yeah. Um, now, this is where Melissa's story starts to get a bit fuzzy, of raising a lot of suspicion on the internet and with Lindsay. Um, at first, Melissa Goose reported that she had put Carly to bed, spent the night in her own room. When she went to check on Carly and her brothers around 5.45 a.m., she found everyone present, nothing was out of the ordinary, until she checked again around 7.45 a.m. and Carly was missing. However, Melissa later changed her story and claimed that she had spent the entire night by her side, making sure she was safe and comfortable, and stated the last time she saw her stepdaughter was in bed beside her around 5.45 a.m. She briefly woke up, drifting back to sleep, noticing Carly was still awake with her eyes wide open. Then Melissa woke again around 7.15, 7.30, and that's when she was gone and the front door was open. Yeah, so again, two very different situations. And it's not like, like she's not going to forget that she le- laid and slept with her all night. Like, those are just two completely different stories. So it's like, I, that's, I don't understand that. Um, There has been talk about a footprint that had been believed to be Carly's uh, left alone um, on the driveway. Um, A lot of speculation was thrown around concerning these changes in Melissa's story. Um, As many concerned and criticized, I'm sorry, concerned citizens had found it odd that so many important details had changed 
from the last um, people to have seen Carly. So it was a little overwhelming for the stepmother, apparently, um, who was unsure of what to say or what to do when reporters began questioning her. The truth. Just tell the fucking truth. Right. Um, did she carry guilt for not having watched Carly closely? Um, so soon after discovering her absence, Melissa and Zachary assumed that Carly had gone for a walk in the neighborhood to clear her head. Um, they were concerned over the mental state from the night before, and the two of them jumped in their cars, um, got Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, watched a sunrise. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, but, what? <laughs> but I feel like that's how it was. Like, they got in their cars and then just, uh, you know. Just going around Driving around to look for her. Um, they claimed frantically attempting to locate her. I don't know how frantic they were. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah, they should have called the cops, like, immediately, too. Um, when they failed to find her, they gave his ex-wife Carly's mom a phone call, stating that Carly was missing. Lindsay was adamant that something seemed wrong um, with this, and she stated at 9.35 a.m. on Saturday, October 13th, I was notified by her father and my ex-husband that she was gone. Gone to me is a huge red flag, and that wording of it has never sat easily with me. Mm, right. That is very interesting. She's gone, like, not she's missing, we don't know where she's at, she ran away, she's gone. Like, that is very that is very weird and specific. So, after all the YouTube videos, after all the, the fills, the graces, the um, spirit box. Oh, um, the spirit box. Which I did post it on our Horror, Wine, and Crime Facebook page. Um, so... Check it out. We would love to hear your opinions. Um, we are not very familiar with the spirit box. I do have a friend. Um, I am going to see her Sunday, and I'm going to talk to her a little bit about it and get her input. She's a little bit more familiar with that kind of stuff. Um, I had her watch the video, and she said she always wanted to do it. So I am kind of excited to see her um, perspective on it and everything. Yes. Yeah. But um, if you have any experiences with them, um, please write to us and let us know because I would love to learn more about these spirit boxes if they're legit if they're accurate like just all the stuff oh yeah yeah i'm scared but i'm interested <laughs> so i went on um reddit because when you want nothing but more raw and honest opinions <laughs> right I, nowhere else to go but reddit. i believe reddit is the best to get people's honesty yeah and that is where I did see the post of the spirit box as well. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so what I got um, were a couple of things. And it kind of, I feel I'm on board with these. As well as Lindsay stated earlier um, that there's a good chance Carly died of an overdose. like In their house. In their house. Yeah. And um, from what most... Everybody says is nobody, I don't think, even thinks that Carly ever left the house. Okay. Um, but this one was, what I get is that Carly was stoned or altered, you know, some influences, and that Melissa picked her up. When they got home, her dad was drunk. They got into a fight, which obviously he's been arrested for domestic, so not... Not surprising, then. So could not be unheard of. Right, know. right. Um, perhaps Carly decided she wasn't going to live under their strict rules anymore. 
started packing a bag to leave. Perhaps it got heated and her dad pushed her. She fell against a door or hit her head on something, losing consciousness. Melissa gave her something, perhaps to calm her down, um, an over-the-counter whatever. And whatever Carla was on, it did not mess well. Mm. And Carly accidentally died. At this point, they realized that the kids, the boys, saw and heard what happened. They needed a cover story. So at this point, they go out, they look for Carly for two hours. They're actually burying her somewhere instead. And I also think that from this, um, later her dad went back to try to burn the body, um, but couldn't tell if he was successful or not. Hmm. So that was one person's point of view, which I could see. Right. 100%. Yeah. And nothing about that is like shocking per se from like what we've learned. I clearly, I mean, her dad did, I think he did even say he was drinking the night. He had a few drinks before she got back or something. Yeah, but what does every alcoholic say? Right. Exactly. So that I'm calling an alcoholic. I don't have proof of that, but. Right. But, you know, that would make sense then because. Yeah, he, he could have been completely hammered, and then that caused an issue with her coming home being high on something. like. So, and who said maybe she was never even that? Yeah. Hells this teacher, maybe she was just stoned, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, you freaking stoned again, and it caused a fight, and she's like, oh my God, it's just we, Dad, calm down. Right. And then it escalates, you know, fine, whatever, I'll go live with Mom, or mm-hmm. I'm going back to Donald's, whatever she said. Yeah. And, you know, it escalated, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's one theory. I mean, that makes sense. I feel like the only reason I think that she, she may have, like, just overdosed from whatever she may have taken at the party is because her friends and boyfriends said she was acting erratic. And she did bite Donald. And she, yeah, she bit him. So I, I think she genuinely, maybe she smoked weed and it was laced with something or she tried to take something new at this party and it obviously made her like go insane um and so i kind of maybe i'm leaning towards like Lindsay's theory as far as like she might have just died in the home from overdosing on whatever she may have taken and then they tried to cover it up but then also like you said earlier what would be the reason for them to try to cover it up like so so many questions so many oh my gosh um a another theory that I found on there was remember the key around her neck on Dr. Phil um it said the key when I say it this is a spirit box yeah I kept saying key it did say key a few times Mm -hmm. um and they kept saying you have to watch it they said a lot of keywords fell key hurt calm Mm -hmm. tea in the tea, so maybe they had her drink a cup of tea. Yeah, something I, like that. Tea. A few different voices said the word tea, and then when the lady. Sorry, I just got goosebumps. You got chills. <laughs> I saw you shake. I got the goosebumps. <laughs> um, but when the lady doing the spirit box asked, um, she said, "Where is Carly's body?" A few times, different voices said, "Home, home." So it's like some said "herm," some said "tarp." Some said yeah. burn. One you of know, them said you, golf course. Yeah, that one was kind of <laughs> Yeah. But they all pretty much alluded that. And who knows how much property they have. It might still be considered home. Right, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so 
Um, it said, remember the key around Dr. Phil... Around Dr. Phil's neck? <laughs> Dr. Phil did it! <laughs> Surprising twist turn. Because you're a bitch. <laughs> Not Dr. So Phil. So they said... Sorry, husband's calling. I'll call him right back. Um, oh, we're struggling. He said to remember the key around her neck and the Dr. Phil story. So a lot of people, well, not a lot, but it has been mentioned that maybe she isn't dead. They're keeping her alive, and she is in some kind of hidden room or basement in the house um, that nobody knows about, and she's kind of being a hostage thing. Now... My left brain probably would have been like, seriously, they're just going to lock her up forever. But my right brain's like, um, hello, hello, remember um, the girl in the basement for 14 years? Like, so then I'm like, oh, yeah, we did that story, the Yusuf story. Yeah, okay. That was my whole conversation with yeah. myself. <laughs> I was right there with you. I'm like shaking my head looking at you the whole time. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. So after hearing the Yusuf Fitzel story... Which, if you did not, go back and listen to that story. Crazy fucking story. And it talks about, what was it, 14 years? Something yeah, like something that? like that. It the, might even have been more, actually. In the teens. Long freaking time. 14 Over a decade. And got out at... 20-something. Yeah, so she was uh, locked up in the basement for a decade. Yeah. Or more. Um, so now, I don't doubt anything. But if anybody is listening, then... Maybe let's ask Melissa what that key goes to, because I doubt it's to Zach's heart. So, <laughs> so I thought you were gonna say Zach's house. <laughs> let's find out where this key. Uh... Yeah, and that's if that is the case. If like that, if someone guessed it and she's locked somewhere, and that's the freaking key. How twisted and sick is this bitch to wear it around her neck and, like, go on TV wearing it while she's talking about the disappearance and, like, lying? You know, if that were the case, like, that would be so sick. But if she's a narcissist... Yeah. Then it's not sick to her. That's kind of a... Like a trophy type thing. Yeah. Like, to her, it's like, I'm above all. Yeah. You know. And it is weird, like, you don't see many people wearing keys around their necks. Like, it's just interesting. Yeah, like, what? Or let's ask the boys, you know, the 21-year-old, do you see Melissa wearing this often? Why? Yeah. What does it go to? Or, hey, boys, do you know what this goes to? Right. Very, very weird. Yeah, especially that, too, like you said, the spirit box thing kept saying key. It's like, hmm. It's not to her car. Right? Yeah. First of all, most people don't wear them around her neck. And second of all... Mine doesn't even have a key anymore. Now I just touch my handle in it. Right. So unless I'm going to wear a fob around my neck, which would not be a bad idea, <laughs> after driving away with it twice. Right, it. yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, maybe she loses her keys a lot, so she just wears it around her freaking neck. But I thought those were two very good yeah. theories. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any other theories, feel free. But I think... Between the three of them, somebody hit it on the head. It's yeah. just a matter of of finding it. It's just too... I, uh, I don't necessarily believe that she just upped and left the house. And they did change the too. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, I didn't... For some reason, I didn't type it, but I remember reading it. And one story, Melissa stated that she was in t-shirt and underwear. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and, yeah, she said that on Dr. Phil, I think. And then in another interview, it said that she left, like, in a, a blue hoodie, jeans, and vans. And then, you know, so, like, and then another one said that um, she left everything and she was just in jammies. So she flipped back and forth, too, on the clothes that she was wearing. Yeah, and it's like... And if she got up and you seen her wear a hoodie, jeans, and vans, that means you saw her dressed from head to toe before she left. Yeah, and it supposedly she's sleeping, laying right next to her the entire night. Like, obviously, she would be aware and see that if before she left. Like, And, yeah, so one minute it was, I don't know, so it kind of... And I think, like, one was, like, just a plain white shirt and jeans. I don't know. But there was different... Um, outfit descriptions. Outfit descriptions, too, of what she was wearing. Hmm. So, uh, Melissa's definitely not very good on her uh, her storytelling. And, again, I still don't understand why, why she's the face of this. Yeah. I guess she was the last one to see her. But I feel like the dad and the mom should be the ones pleading. Like, yeah, those are her parents, like... Melissa shouldn't be at the forefront of it. Like, she can obviously go out and say what happened in her situation, but, like, why is she the one that we're seeing the most? And my heart just hurts so bad for Lindsay because it's her bio mom. She trusted Mm -hmm. her daughter was safe with her ex, and she literally, like, has no idea what's going on, does not know any truths. I can see my dog laying underneath the door. Oh, I see your shadow. (laughs) And um, I feel like, I don't know, I just, I have a lot of feels. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine how, I mean, horrifying that would be in general, but then also to live in a different state and be so far away and not be notified till the next day after she's missing and told that, oh, she's just gone, like, the heartbreak. Yeah, the way she was told, the lack of time from being called. You know, I'd be pissed that it wasn't why it was happening. I'd be pissed that it wasn't the night of, even after she went to bed. I'd be pissed that it wasn't first thing in the morning. I'd be a lot of pissed. Same, and, yeah. And, you know, I know it's been a few years now, but hopefully Lindsay has found some way to cope with this. Um, I hope someday she gets the answers that, you know, she deserves, whether it's a body that they found to give her closure, mm-hmm. um, justice to whoever did this to Lindsay and you know most of all I would hope to God and pray that you know Lindsay is found like or Carly yeah I'm sorry yes Carly is found um it'd be such an amazing thing to have Carly come home and from the pictures I could see she was a beautiful girl um sounded like she was you know smart funny popular so she was well liked you know yeah um but yeah, if you guys know anything, um, which somebody always does, mm-hmm. um, please contact the you know Bishop Police Department. They are asking, do not call Zach or Melissa or yeah, Lindsay. No. They're saying take it straight to the sheriff um, and whatever it is you know. could be something stupid, but that could be everything to crack it. Yeah, so. it could be one tiny clue that makes a huge difference. Oh, what a heartbreaking story. Yeah, I hope that she's found just, I mean, mostly alive, but in one way or another, just so everybody has answers and closure to what the heck went on that night. All right. Also, don't forget to check out our Facebook and um, 
at the end of the month we are doing the Irish Horror Bundle. Um, so get your dollars in. Um, at, we have got a PayPal set up at horrorwineandcrime.com. Um, go to podcasts, scroll down, click donate. You can send your dollars in. Um, and you can email us, you can zell us, you can send it on a hot air balloon down to the house. Send it down the river in a little boat. <laughs> however. However um, you fancy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I guess uh, that's all she wrote, folks. All right. At least for tonight. We've got yep. a new episode coming back next week and if you didn't catch that there's a bonus episode on st patrick's day make sure you go back and listen to it yes it was a fun one all right we got to go stay creepy bizarre <laughs> bye